Welcome back to 5 Movie Madness. I'm your host this week, Corey. And I just want you to know that we are forever changed because of who you are and what you've meant to us. I wanted to go sappy, guys. I feel like that's in line with what we're doing today. I hope everyone felt that. Yeah. I felt it for sure. With me is Joe. Son of a bitch. He stole my line. Did I really? Uh, no, no, no. I thought I was going <laughs> after Matt, so I picked that. <laughs> uh, and Matt. Do you know what the best part of my day is? Podcasting with you guys. Oh, Nice. Aww. Two out we of three went... of us went savvy. For real. Love fest for real. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't get it from the movie references we just dropped... We are doing our top five favorite Ben Affleck movies this week. So the way the show works is we are going... Oh, do we have any stories? Oh, um, actually, we have a, a segment which uh, our super fan, one of our super fans, one of our many super fans, Bennett, sent us an email. Okay, I'll what take... What do we got? What do we got? About what he's been watching, so we can discuss oh, that. Do you, want, do you want me to like, introduce it as a segment? Because I can go back and just introduce it as a segment if that's easier. Uh, it's up to you. We can go back or we can carry on. Let's just take it. I'll, I'll do the segment bit, and then if you want to cut just that bit out, you can. Okay. Before we get into our top five Ben Affleck movies, first we are going to introduce a new segment that we are going to lovingly call What Bennett's Been Watching. Superfan Bennett is going to email us and let us know what he's watching, and we're going to share it with you. Do you want me Joe, to what get is, into it? All right. Joe, what what is Bennett watching? <laughs> what Bennett's been watching? This week, Jackie Chan movies. Ooh. Oh, snap. I never saw Police Story back in the day. I believe that is his first one to hit in the U.S., but regardless, it was really good. I did watch a few others I had seen before, but they were sadly not as good as I remembered. Rush Hour was a yawn. The one, really? I don't know. I guess so. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to go back and watch Rush Hour now, because I don't <laughs> I remember it being movie. a yawn. The one I remember liking the best of his was Rumble in the Bronx. What are your yes. thoughts on Jackie Chan? It's funny you say it, that, because like, I watched Police Story for our 80s action movie episode. Did you? It was interesting. Like the, His stunts and choreography for the fights were really good, but there's like weird comedy in that movie that I don't think did it for me. I, I feel Jackie Chan is like kind of done, but he made a movie a couple years ago called The Foreigner. I heard that movie's really good. It's amazing. I loved it. It's, That's it's with the, Pierce Brosnan, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's in the same vein as Taken, but I remember seeing the trailer and like laughing hysterically, being like, all right, come on, old man Jackie Chan's going to beat up a bunch of people. But it's done like very smart, and mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, it's a good story, and it's, it's believable in a way. So uh, definitely check that one out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, enjoy, I definitely enjoyed Jackie Chan movies growing up, which is like, I guess... We would call it his heyday, his peak, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I, I have not gone back and watched many of them. I haven't watched Rush Hour in a while. What was the one? He did a really bad Western. Um, that I don't know. Dr- Drunken Master? Was that it? Is that it? I don't, I don't he remember. He did Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Sha- Noon. That may, that may be it. Was that yeah. one Wilson? Shanghai Noons. Yeah, those are funny. Those They're comedies. I haven't seen them. I don't think. I, I love that he is said he sent us a specific like thing that he's watching, not like a list of like eight random things. Like if you ask me what I was watching, I'll tell you like 
a bunch of random stuff amongst Ben Affleck movies. But like, he's like, no, I just sat down and watched Jackie Chan. That's a, I like that. Well done, Bennett. It's like he was doing his own show on top five Jackie Chan movies. It's a good way to get through the pandemic. I mean, it's true. Pick pick an actor and just like explore. Scroll their IMDb. James Lipton it. All all the uh, all the uh, streaming services are available to you, so uh, you should find uh, no problem. Maybe have to shell out a few bucks renting a thing a thing or two, but they're um, worth it. Yeah, generally. And I mean. You know, there's enough out there that you can get a good amount, and then if there's one or two that like you specifically really want to see, then you shell out for those. Makes sense. It's funny when I was in the process of moving, I didn't unpack my Blu-ray co- uh, collection, which is a travesty and... amongst men. Agreed. Yeah, but but like I wanted to watch a few good men, and my TV was set up, so I'm like, all right, I'll even though I own it and I've seen it a million times, I want to watch it. I'll rent it for like three bucks and it was like not available to rent anywhere, but I could buy it on prime for like $16. I'm like, I'm not doing it. No, <laughs> that's, do it. I'm glad I you didn't do it. Yeah. Ugh. That's, that's, the, that's a line. I won't that's cross. That's a $16 a lazy movie. tax. That's too much. I, oh, yeah, I could, for real. I could like recite that movie. I'm like, I, I just, I really want to see it. So I just like, I think this is becoming a new thing also. And I, I hate it, but instead of putting a movie in, the like the Blu-ray player or finding it for streaming. I just go on YouTube and watch clips. Watch, rand- watch clips. I did that with some of the movies for this. I'm not gonna lie, I, as a refresher. I hate, I hate myself. It's for like it. a Cliff Notes because you can't watch I all the really movies again. Enjoy it. Well, for for show preparation, yeah, perfectly legitimate. But like, instead of watching movie clips for the top ten movie clips for Slapshot, I should just watch Slapshot. You yeah, know what I mean? Fair. Like it's. <laughs> I I find that. In my day, especially like not so much now because I'm, you know, working from home. But when I was like physically in my school, that's how I watched a lot of like I watched movies that way all the time because I was never sure if I was going to. Well, did you watch 10 minutes of them at a time or did you watch clips on YouTube? No, I would watch clips on YouTube. Okay. So I like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the clips that are on YouTube are almost always the the clips I'm looking for, like the moments in the movie I want to watch. So it's like, this is perfect. I can watch this clip and then go walk and grab my cup of coffee. You know what sucks? When you're watching a clip on YouTube and it ends right before the part you wanted to see. Yeah. That pisses me off something awful. I hate it. I hate it so I, much. <laughs> I wonder if these people don't know that they're cutting off the best part of the clip that they put up. Or, or they if they're do doing know it on purpose and it. they're jerks. Yeah. If it's that, I'm so much more upset about it. Because a lot of, like, Movie Clips is a YouTube channel, and that you can click on. There's hundreds of movies on there, and they usually have the top ten yep. clips for each each movie. Mm-hmm. And they have to grasp the fact that it's not the moment that I want to, like, revisit. It's the other character's reaction to said moment, and I never get it. No. <laughs> yeah. That's you, fair. You'd think we'd all learn, but we keep going back for more, expecting, like, yeah. it's going to be there. Yeah, and I, and I own so many is. freaking movies. Man. Yeah, you do. Like, yeah. I, I can just... Can confirm. You know. Have seen so many movies. So, so many. So many. <laughs> so many. Yeah. That's a cool segment, though. Hopefully Bennett emails in every week. Yeah, I imagine he will. I'll, I'll let him know that we, we loved it, and I'm sure he'll do it again. Absolutely. If you want to be like Bennett and send us what you've been watching, you most certainly can do that. By emailing us at 5moviemadness at gmail.com. That is five with the number five. Yeah, it is. And we will definitely expand that, man. If we get a couple people emailing every couple weeks, we'll definitely put them up. That'd be real fun. Yeah, it's a good segment. All right, now we are moving on to the list. 
So once we set a topic, we each went our separate ways and compiled our top five Ben Affleck movies. We have now returned and have entered the Affleck zone, the Affleck zone, the square circle, the octagon to prepare to duke out what we think are our favorite Ben Affleck movies. We are each going to reveal our top five, starting at five, going all the way up to one. If at any point in time a movie gets mentioned, but it is higher on another one of our lists, we will table it until the moment that it is at its highest point. With that being said, gentlemen, are you ready to reveal your top five Ben Affleck movies? Yes, sir. Let's do it. A la cuisine, right? That's how this goes. Hey. <laughs> uh, we will start with Joe's number five. Ooh. Okay, right off the bat. My number five. Uh, I was debating whether or not to put this on the list, but I decided I didn't think any of you would, so why not highlight it? My number five is The Accountant. Made my bubble. I was so close. So close. Did not make my list. Fair enough. It's uh, it's not great. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you it's a marvelous piece of cinema, but it's good. It's fun. It's a... It's a good action movie. There's some dumb plot stuff to it. Ben Affleck is an accountant who has high-functioning autism, and he's also a hitman due to some crazy training his dad subjected him to. We call that childhood trauma. Pretty much, yeah. I was trying to brighten it up. Yeah, like I said, there's some weird plot stuff that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, or doesn't. it feels a little rushed, but it's, it's classic action movie syndrome. Uh, it's on my list mainly because Ben Affleck is really convincing in it. He did a really great acting job in it. I believe that he's the character. I believe that he's this high-functioning, autistic accountant who is a whiz Leading in a certain crazy situations. And yeah, and he's kind of Liam Neeson, a younger, yeah. young Liam Neeson. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> An old Ben <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> who's the? Who's the? Um... Love interest, if for lack of a better term. It is Anna Kendrick. Yes. Wow. Anna Kendrick, Ben Affleck. Anna Kendrick, well, she, it, sort of. J.K. Simmons not, is in it. Yeah. He's also good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I think Anna Kendrick is really good in this compared to what I've seen her in other things. I, I love her. It's a much more I think serious she's a tremendous role actress. in this. I, I agree. I think she is a really good actress. I'm just saying I liked this role more than I expected to like this role for her. Okay. I, I've seen her in what she's usually in kind of like the funnier stuff. And she's really, really good at that. I didn't expect her to walk into an action flick and pull it off. And it's not like she's light in the mood, funny one liner. She's got a couple, but it's not, it's not like that's her role in the movie. She actually has to play a straight character. And I think she does really well in it. I think the side plot involving her is kind of not well explored slash not well done, but I like her in it. Yeah. That was one of those things where there's parts of this movie that, I don't feel need to exist at all. And they do. And it's, I mean, it's fine. It's what they chose to do. It's how they wanted to make the movie good on them. But you know, a lot of the stuff with her is, is stuff that's like, if it's not there, it's not going to hurt. Yeah, the movie. It's cuttable, unfortunately, yeah. but I'm glad she's there. Definitely. Agreed. Uh, slight Anna Kendrick tangent. She's in a movie called rocket science. And it is about a kid who has a terrible stutter that winds up joining the high school debate team and it is a phenomenal movie more people should know about it so go and check that is one out is she the what's it called again is she the kid she is not the okay. kid she's the teacher 
She's not a teacher. She it's it's a came out in 07, so she's a, another high school student. Okay, gotcha. But, but he she, this person joins the high school debate team because of her. Got it. So what's that movie like called again? Rocket, Rocket Science. Rocket Science. Yeah. Yes. It's a you'd like it, Corey. It's an indie flick. I think Joe, you'd like it too. That, I mean, it definitely sounds like something that's way up my alley. So yeah, you had me at Anna Kendrick. <laughs> she's great. Yeah, she's. I, I love her to death. Another cool right thing. Anthony Bavillier of the Islanders, okay, ran, randomly tweeted Anna Kendrick publicly like, "Hey, what's up?" And then all the Islander fans just started like hyping up Anthony Bavillier, <laughs> saying like, "Oh, you got to message him back, Anna. This person like saved a bunch of like stray kittens from like a burning building." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that that's Long fun. Island for you. Yeah, love it. That's that's uh, a budding romance. Yeah. Right? Uh, do we have anything else to say about the accountant? I mean, I know it's. I do you know, not. I'm it's, good. It's straightforward. Yeah, yeah, it's a straightforward. It's good action. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely like, especially if you like Ben Affleck. Uh, Matt, what is your number five? So Ben Affleck, uh, I think we can all agree he is a very good actor that gets a bad rap, right? Oh, 100 percent agree. There's a ton of uh, Ben Affleck hate, and I don't think it's warranted or justified. I don't understand it. Me neither. He went through like a dark period of like substance abuse problems and and oh because it, he's the only man in Hollywood that's ever done that's ever done no, that like it, I, it, it was kind of public and then like I think he with his J Lo relationship and mm-hmm. I don't know he he did make some stinkers here or there he did. like hit like Daredevil we'll, we'll to, Gigi Gigi yeah Gigi that, that, that was bad um but he's also the king of like small roles like early in his career he's in a lot of like one or two scene roles and he's really good in it so for my number five i picked a movie he's barely in but he's really memorable it's dazed and confused uh, okay all right not where i was going but i did i did notice so i uh in preparation i i did what we i'm sure we all did jumped on imdb and looked at his filmography and like picked one or two movies I hadn't seen yet, and a couple that I really wanted to watch again. And as I was scrolling through, I saw Dazed and Confused, and I was like, "Shit, he was!" I had no idea. Oh, Dazed yeah. and Confused, however many times Obanion. I don't yes. remember. Yeah, he played. All right, so Dazed and Confused is a phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Uh, Richard Linklater is the director for that one. It is a um, high school 1970s takes place in one day freshmen moving up to high school seniors moving on they all kind of co-mingle it's about them partying and it's 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 really good so the, the seniors do this thing when they graduate for the incoming freshmen they chase them around town with wooden paddles and they and they give them paddling it's like a tradition yes and that's right yeah he plays obanion who's been left back twice and just does this tradition every year <laughs> this 20 year old uh, man paddling it, a freshman <laughs> Paddling, an incoming freshman, yeah, like, yeah. A thir- th- like a 13-year-old, and he's a true dick in it. He gets his comeuppance thr- uh, in one scene in the movie, and it's phenomenal. It's a great role. It, he uh, knocks it out of the park. He's fully committed to it. He's, he goes it's, full douche. He does. It's really early on in his um, acting career, so like I, no matter like who got that role, they would have fully committed to it, I'm sure. But he's like really memorable, and I love Days and Confused. It's one of my favorite summer movies, and I just like feel like it's always a surprise when he comes on because I don't think of him necessarily when I think of that movie. You think of 
um, Matthew McConaughey, who's in it for yep. like four scenes also, but he's like really awesome in it as well. But you're like, oh yeah, Ben Affleck's really good in this. And like, I just, I needed Dazed and Confused represented on this list. So it was, it was the third movie I wrote down. It didn't make my list, but when I was okay. thinking, when I was brainstorming, it's the third one I have written. Right on. <laughs> There's a movie that got cut off of my list that made my bubble that we'll talk about later. Obviously. Um, Maybe. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. uh, that That's a very similar um, situation for him. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it when we talk about Bubbles I'm pretty sure way. I know what movie you're talking about. I'm sure you do. Uh, I said it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, that, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. That almost made my list for the, and it's the same type of, it's the same type of role. He's in sure. it for like four scenes and it's phenomenal, but I don't want to uh, bury the lead there. Uh, my number five, my number five, I do not expect to make anybody's list. I don't expect you guys to even like this movie. But for me, it's just dumb enjoyable for whatever reason. Uh, and it's Smoking Aces. I love that movie. It, I Did wanted to list? put it because he's barely in it, but like I love barely, that movie. Again, barely in the movie. But fuck, Smoking Aces is so dumb and fun. It's unbelievable. It's got a really surprisingly good cast for as like... It's got everyone. It's got everyone. And it's like not a particularly well-written movie. It's not a particularly amazingly acted movie. It's over the top. It's an over the top hitman action flick. And if you haven't seen it, I, I don't want to spoil it because I've it's, never seen yeah, it. You should watch it. I've, you should watch it. It's dumb it's, fun. I feel like you would like it. Yeah, it really is. It's it's definitely a shut off your brain and watch people try to kill each other type flick. It's it's good. Um, I'm trying to think. What's the... Alicia Keys is in this. I yeah, know. Alicia Keys is in it. Among oh, Ray Liotta, yes. Ryan Reynolds, Ray Liotta. Common. Yeah, no. um, Peter Chris Burks. Pine, Chris Pine. Uh, fuck the uh... Jeremy Piven. I don't know who. That's the in. name. Okay. Thank you, Jeremy. I couldn't. I couldn't come up with Jeremy Piven. I love Jeremy Piven and everything. So if he has a major role in it, I oh, he does have a major. Role oh, he in definitely it. does. Yeah. What's uh... Jer- actually Jeremy Piven and Alicia Keys were why I watched that movie for the first time. I watched it because of Ryan Reynolds. Shit, who's Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds is like the main, one of the main dudes in it. Oh, that's right. You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I I don't know where my brain just went there. Yeah. Yes, Smoking Aces. What's the uh, What's the Stallone movie that has everyone in it now? The Expendables? The Expendables. Expendables. Yeah, this is yeah. like low-key pre-Expendables cause, because of the cast is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ensemble, yeah. all-star cast. Absolutely. Yeah, like how they got like how all these people, those. how all these people read this script independent of one another and said okay is, it literally blows my mind. Like the Expendables makes sense because you know Stallone got on the phone and called all these guys and was like, "We're gonna make a crazy action flick," and they were like, "Yeah, okay, let's do it." This you I hit imagine my quote just, on there. <laughs> yeah, I imagine this is just like they just it came across their desk and they were like, "Hmm," they were like, "Yeah, I'll do this." I mean, the IMDb score on it is atrocious. It's like 31%. Really? I thought it was only That wouldn't be an IMDb. Not IMDb. I'm sorry. Rotten right. Tomatoes. It is a 31 on wow. Rotten Tomatoes. It's a Rodian 31 on Rotten Tomatoes. I have to imagine it. I didn't click to see, but... Same. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's dumb fun. Again, similarly to... How, what is it? 6.7 on IMDb. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the Rotten Tomatoes scores, like, it depends how the movie was, like, marketed. Like, if they market it one way and then it, and it does not go as expected, people in their minds cannot get around the fact that um, 
this is good in a different way. So they they fucking pan it, and it's mm-hmm. not right. And yeah, yeah, so it sounds like it's a it's a good movie. I mean, it's check a, it out I mean, it's weekend. not like amazing, but it's it's. Did you guys see the sequel? No, no, that doesn't I exist. Touch- I'm sure. I, I Smoking Aces Two Assassin's Ball. There's no nope. way that's good. Nope, not. Touching. I think it says Tom Berenger it. on it, doesn't it? Yeah, he's like the third build. Of, there's nobody in from the original. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not <laughs> touching no that way, movie with no a twenty-foot pole. I am sticking with my one that I love and the beautiful memories I have yeah, with that movie. Same. Uh, and just like and just like Days Didn't Confuse, it, it's not a major Ben Affleck role, but it's it's a movie that deserves to get represented. And he's from Boston in it. He's, and really, he's, from he's really hitting this stride in this comfort zone in this. Yeah, from amen Boston. to that. Yes. Uh, all right, so that was Smoke and Aces. That's my number five. Joe, what is your number four? My number four, I have a feeling, is being tabled, but my number four is Goodwill Hunting. Table that. Yeah. You're insane. Um, no, you're insane. The <laughs> whole damn really system's excited. insane. I can't wait. I can't wait for what's happening up at the top now. Okay. Matt, what's your number Matt, four? Number four, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot okay. for a second that was me That's that was okay. supposed to kick it to the next person. That's on me. That's all right. We're cool. <laughs> it's all good. We can edit out the uh, the dead moments. We can't. It's fine. Yes, we can. <laughs> you can. I can't. You can. <laughs> my number four happens to be my top movie of 2020 before it's a Sound of Metal, and that is The Way Back. That bubbled for me. Okay. Didn't get around to watching it. All right, the way back, I talked about it a lot a few episodes ago. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a solid Ben Affleck role. It's the last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic hit. Um, he's a alcoholic gentleman that was a basketball star in high school, actually got recruited to Kansas and uh, kind of lost his way. I'm not going to tell you how because you should definitely see this movie. And uh, he gets asked to uh, be the head coach at his Catholic high school alma mater. And, uh, yeah, so he's struggling with some personal demons and trying to uh, coach his team at the same time. And he does a really good job with it. Um, award season is upon us, and this movie isn't sniffing anything. I thought maybe... It was released too like early, a... I think. Yeah, yeah, way too early. But the Golden Globes is a, is a joke to begin with. <laughs> Big. I, I did a little bit of research into that, and um, so that's that's the global press, the global foreign press, and to win that award, you just kind of have to like invite him out to a party or buy him off, apparently. So that that's kind of like if you're winning that thing, you uh, you you play the best political game. So still nice. Yeah, I, I guess you know it's a trophy you can put on your mantle. Exactly. But, I think Ben Affleck did a hell of a job in that. I, I really do. Like that's like top notch acting from him. And um, I'm a sports movie junkie. And uh, this is kind of like not really a sports movie. This is like sports is like the MacGuffin that advances the plot. He's just uh, going through his life and. Uh, yeah, it's a very unorthodox one... movie. Yes, it, it sure is. And the one thing I'll say is, it gets super depressing. And I I feel they don't do a good enough job at lifting uh, us back bringing, up, yeah, bringing you back up, not not nearly high enough like as they should. But um, you know I've seen it a, f- a few times since it came out, and uh, you know it's a Ben Affleck movie list, and I think this is one of his best well acted roles. So yeah, I I agree. I, if I didn't put the accountant in, this definitely would have been my number five. And fun fact, they're directed by the same person, Gavin O'Connor. Very good. 
There we go. So that would be nine and number four. Corey, what do you got, bud? Uh, very well maybe a table, but we'll see. My number four is Gone Girl. That is a table. Did not make my list, and I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, Joe, you're number three, my friend. Let's talk about it right now, because my number three is Gone Girl. <laughs> Beautiful. I put it at number three. I'm not even going to explain what Gone, Gone Girl is a David Fincher movie. If you're familiar with David Fincher, who did uh, Seven and... Did he do Usual Suspects? Is that him? Uh, yes. I don't know. He did oh, Alien man. 3. He did um, Zodiac. He, he did, did the, Zodiac. Social, yeah, yeah. the Social Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fight Club. Fight Club. I don't think he did The Usual Suspects. Uh, yeah, I don't think he did either. Now that I'm thinking about it. Brian Singer did the usual suspects. Oh, well, right, yes. Yep. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's a little bit, it's a little weird, but it's it's incredibly well acted by everyone in it, and I mainly have it at three for that. It's a good movie. It, but it's a movie like I'm not gonna. I would I had it higher, but I'm not gonna watch it again. I would go back and watch it one more time, um, just because there's so many twists and turns that happen throughout the course of the story that I feel like. Going back and giving it a second watch, I might be able to pick things up. That's uh, fair. Similar, similar to like when you're watching a, a good heist movie, you always go back and watch it again because you want to see foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah, there's foreshadowing. I mean, there's, again, there's a lot of twists and turns. There's, it's it's a weird story. I, I think that that's like it's it. Yeah, it's a weird story, and and I feel like a lot of movies like this, you you leave it not really knowing who the bad who the the antagonist is cuz everybody's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, it's a really messed up story. It's a it's a horribly messed up story. Truly messed up story. Yeah. So Gone Girl is like I like Gone Girl because it reminds me of movies like it's funny like uh, like uh, uh Silence of the Lambs and The Firm whereas and a presumed innocent where the book that came out that this is based on was freaking huge like Everybody read it, so everyone was super excited for the movie, and the movie is pretty true to the book. The only thing, the thing, I, I can't put it on the list, I didn't even make my bubble, even though I like it, and I own it, is the uh, the fact that I hate the ending so much. Like I don't like the ending either. Oh, it hurts, like, to watch the ending. Like, I've seen them yeah, the a, a few times, I painful. shut it off. It's I can't very disappointing. Stand it. I don't want to spoil it, because you, you should see it for yourself, but it's like... The movie The Founder with Michael Keaton, like oh my god, yes, it's that's exactly the right feeling. It's so good, but it's so wrong. Like it, it, it promotes the wrong thing, and I just feel yeah. like a piece of see, crap when I finish it. See, the thing is, like, I'm gonna argue that The Founder ends the way it's supposed to. This movie does not end the way it's supposed to. Well, The Founder, The Founder is makes based sense. On this one does crap, no, so it's like you know, I know, but yeah. like The Founder, the ending to the had it had it not been based on anything in real life. The ending to the founder makes sense to me, whereas the ending to this one feels stupid. Okay, I, I don't see what you're saying. Yeah, well, we can talk about it after the call. Yeah, yeah. But I've, yeah, without without spoiling, because I feel like this is still a new enough ish movie where people what, may not have watched it. I feel just instead of wrapping it up in a satisfying way, yeah. they decided to do social commentary. And that's why I don't like it. I think there's a good amount of social commentary in the end. I also just think that, like, it's a weird attempt to try to 
leave it open for interpretation. And it's like, maybe, maybe just tell us what happens and, and be done with it. It's not the end of the thing here. It's Gone Girl. I don't, I yeah, don't want this I'm, kind of... Ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah, amb- ambiguity is not is not helpful in this. And no. like, and you so want the satisfying ending because of what the roller coaster that the movie took you through, right? You want it. You want it to end with the good guy coming out on top, whoever that happens to be. And it's not going to happen. It, it and it's it, it almost hurts. You're right, but I I feel that your uh, comparison to the end of the founder is like spot on. Like that is the guttural feeling I get. Yeah. at the end of Gone Girl, it's. <sighs> They're good movies. They're, they're solid movies, like beyond solid. But it's just like, oh, man, I – for me, movies is about a feeling that you get like when the movie's finished. And it's like that is just totally unsatisfying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like how I felt man. at the end of The Joker. I was like, oh, this yeah, movie. Yeah, jo- Joker is <laughs> like – And The Joker comes out – comes hot. It does. Hot and heavy. All right, so that was Joe's number three. Three? Yep. Good. So, Matt, your number three is? I'm really curious now with with these lists because I feel there was a clear-cut top three here. So, um... Do you? I do. This is going to be interesting. Uh, My number three is Argo. That's a table. Okay. One of the movies I truly, truly meant to rewatch for this, and I didn't. And I don't remember nearly enough about it to confidently put it on my list. I saw it one time, and I I, I can't I can't remember enough about it. it. It I know I know it's one of his best films, and I I just don't I just we can talk about want, it in a little while. Yeah. yeah, we will. It's just it's not, I'm not going to say much. <laughs> now I'm super curious. But what, Corey, also, what do you got? <laughs> I feel like there's a movie I missed, and I'm no okay, I'm worried. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think it's just a me it's just a me list thing. Uh, my number three, my number three is Goodwill Hunting. But we're gonna table that also. You're as insane as well. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, your number two. My number two is Argo. That table that we just okay. did from a moment ago. Argo is very good. Argo I, won Best Picture, yeah. and Ben Affleck directed it. Like, and deser- <laughs> deservedly so. I think. Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't remember what it was up against, but it's very. This this was uh, the main movie that I watched the YouTube clips on because I just didn't have time to rewatch it because I've watched it. I think like two years ago, so I remembered a lot of it. It's shockingly an edge on your of your seat thriller. It is. It, it really gets it intense be. at the end. Yes, yeah. and it balances like humor with it. It's a really intense situation. The supporting cast is great with John Goodman and uh, Alan Arkin. They're yeah. they're hysterical. The, um, the premise is kind of paper thin. Like the fact that it made not paper thin, but like the fact that it made this long of a compelling movie. Yeah, is really impressive. Yeah, you know, and it, it's weird too. Like, um, it is based on a true story, but like incredibly loosely based on the true story. Oh yeah. Like, if you like do a, up. a little bit of digging into that, like um. They really make the uh, uh, nation of Canada look poorly, oh, yeah. and they kind of like ran the whole deal in real life. So, <laughs> I think that I, I I just looked up the other nominees when it won Best Picture. I don't think any of these other movies had a shot in hell. What do you got? Uh, what is it? Yeah, the nominees uh, other than Argo were Armor, okay, Beast Beast of the Southern Wind, Southern Wild, right? Southern Wild. I'm yep. sorry. Yes, Beast of the Southern Wild, mm-hmm. Django Unchained. Ooh, Django's better, but okay. I haven't seen Django I mean, it's, yet. Yeah. I feel like I, 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 it can be in contention, but I don't sure. think it's going to be better than Argo. Mm-hmm. Les Mis, which I didn't personally like. 
still haven't seen. Life, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. All right, so I've, I've seen two of those movies. Out of Lincoln, that, Life of Pi are okay. Like they were good movies, but out of that list, I would have Argo at number three. But here's the thing: the people that vote on the Academy Awards are very Hollywood centric, and this. Argo movie, the plot makes Hollywood oh, yeah. look really, really good. You touch so, Hollywood, you win. That's that's, that's how this point. works. Yes, fair point. Uh, but I hopefully would, Hollywood's not listening because we're gonna get shut shut the fuck down now. I, I would, doubt they're one of the people listening. I would put um, Silver Linings Playbook and Django above Argo. Okay, Lincoln I mean, is I, a, Lincoln's a phenomenal movie. Also, I just can't get over Daniel Day Lewis's voice. Like, that's not how His Lincoln si- is- sounds in my head. Like, I don't know how he sounds, but, like, I didn't picture that. <laughs> it yeah, sounds like voice, how he sounds in Clone High. Lincoln was really good, especially from, like, a historian, like, me standpoint. Especially you as you would be the expert on this. Sure. Oh, it was, it was good. It was really good. It was, as far as historical documentaries or, so- or historical biopics go, probably one of the more accurate ones. It was really cool. There's a great um, CNN documentary on Lincoln going on right now. Oh, I should. Uh, Phenomenal. I gotta go and this get. This is the my, one uh, where it's killing vampires, right? Yes. Okay. Does that mean that happened? So that yeah. I mean, that's historical <laughs> fact. We all know that. Um, Life of Pi, I enjoyed, but I didn't. Not better than this. And Django, I love Django, but I just don't think that. Ah, uh, Django's Tarantino's never gonna win anything. Like yeah, exactly. Of, of merit, it's, it's, but that I, Django's, so be, Django's better than Argo, in my yeah. opinion. They're two incredibly different movies. Yeah, but, it's hard to compare the yeah. two. And Silver Linings, I mean... See, I think Argo's better than Silver Linings. Uh, Silver Linings is like one of those... The plot really doesn't matter. The performances are incredible. I, yeah. I and you're I you're, spe- you're that's fair. You're you're checking all sorts of Corey boxes in that one. Yeah, that's Philly Jennifer Central. Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> Philadelphia, Bobby D, football, Bobby D, the Eagles. Like you're you're checking <laughs> as many boxes Chris as Tucker. you can check on my list. Oh fucking yeah, hell yeah! The Eagles I, win I, every game, and lo- but, but the Giants game in that one. Just want to point that, that out. Right. <laughs> that sounds right. I mean, I love Silver Linings, but you know, I, I just from the list, like gut reaction, I'm like, yeah, this it kind of makes sense to me that the Academy would go Argo there. Yeah, so. but Ben Affleck did not win Best Director, and that's just more hatred on Ben Affleck. But Ben Affleck, yeah, like, that's crazy. I, out of all those, I, who won it? Like my best, my it wasn't Tarantino. My guess would be. Um, was, the Life of Pi director. It wasn't, uh, what's his, oh, yeah. What's I'll his name? There. Hold on. That would be my guess. Writing. Because that, that is visually stunning. Production, best picture. Best and his name, is that James, not James Wan, wow. Um, uh, Ang Lee? Ang Lee, yes. That would be my uh, guess. The winner, yeah, the winner was Life of Pi, Ang Lee. Okay. Ang Lee for Life of Pi. Yeah. The other nominees were Armor, were Armor, Beast of the Southern Wild, Lincoln, and Silver Linings. He wasn't even nominated. That's, for that's insane to me. Yeah, that is insane. That's wild. Be. That it can win Best Picture, but not get. To, uh, well, he won screenplay. Right. Okay. So he, two, two of the five. Yeah. That's that's nice. Cool. But uh, no, Argo's r- really good. I mean, that's all. It's really good. He's good split. in it. Yeah. It's based based on a true story. It's even though it's based on a true story, and you know it's going to happen, it's still thrilling, and that's really a directorial achievement to make something it. so thrilling. That's obvious. Yeah. But he, di- like... he directed himself, but he put himself out of his comfort zone because he's not playing someone from Boston. He's playing <laughs> an actual historical person. Mm-hmm. Very true. true. CIA operative. That's new for him. Yeah. I think. 
So that was Joe's where number we two. At? two. Joe's number two, right? Yep. So Matt, what is your number two? Goodwill Hunting. It should. Okay. It's it's a top two Ben Affleck movie. I know he's not in it a lot, but he wrote it. He wrote half of it. Like sure, this is the quintessential role. Like the story of Goodwill Hunting being made is almost as good as Goodwill Hunting, which is a phenomenal movie. It is under recognized because Titanic came out the same year. Um, <laughs> I would rather sit down and watch Goodwill Hunting than Titanic every day of the week. Same here. I, I can't imagine oh, yeah. a day I where, where, I, where I'm put in a room and be like, you have to watch one of these movies and it's Goodwill Hunting or Titanic. I don't think there's a day that I don't pick Goodwill Hunting. That's why these awards should come out five years after the release. Oh my <laughs> God. That'd be, that would, that I, I, I love that idea. Yeah, because enough idea. time has passed, you find out which movies have the most staying power, which For is kind of like how we, yeah, we should the, judge movies. Not the flash in the pan movie that makes a billion dollars, yeah. but no one really gives a shit about it. I mean, Titanic's yeah. good. I'm not going to sit yeah. here and say Titanic sucks. Mm-hmm. but no. So, Goodwill Hunting. Ben Affleck plays the, the supportive... The, the Chucky, the supportive best friend. Um, it, everyone's seen it. We, we, we all know what it is. But just like... So, he, ben, uh, Matt Damon started writing Goodwill Hunting. Ben Affleck helped him finish it. They both won the Academy Award for screenplay for, for this. He has... One of the most incredible scenes and, and dialogues that have come out in the last thirty years. Um, the story of how they film that is like kind of funny because the movie's all about Will, which is Matt Damon. So it's like Matt, Matt, Matt the entire time, and his back and forth with Robin Williams. And Ben's like really nervous for his like monologue scene, and like they booked like a whole day of shooting for it because they thought it was going to be like a critical point in the movie, and he freaking nailed it on the first take, and it was almost like upsetting that he did they is took that when they're on the job site at the end yes and he's saying yeah, you yeah. know what the best part of my day is yeah yep. when i knock on the yes. door hoping mm-hmm. that you're not there exactly I, there's no there are a few moments in modern movie history that hit like that monologue hits yeah for me i i don't know too many other moments where i'm like holy shit i think when other movies do those type of monologues i almost always am like oh this is like that goodwill hunting scene yep it's like it's the scene that I compare other movies to. And there's a payoff because he knocks yeah. on the door and Will's not there at the end. It's it's so good. And it's the fact that Matt and Ben wrote it. A lot of studios wanted it, but they didn't want them. But they bet on themselves and they found a studio to make it that would actually cast them. Do, do some research into that. There's a whole thing with like Mel Gibson. Like he owned it and wanted to direct it, but he didn't want to make it right away. And like Matt Damon was getting to the point where he's just about too old to like portray will hunting because will's supposed mm. to be 20 in it like just turning 21 and like he, he looks a little old for the part a lot of studios wanted it but wanted to cast um uh, uh brad and leo as the two leads leo as as will hunting which probably would have been really good and that probably would have worked too yeah. it, it, exactly it, it, and it probably would have got more clout because matt and ben although they were working at the time weren't like the big stars that they are today so like i i love this movie it's it's, it's but the thing it's is there's something Boston. real it's, oh, it's, i think it's there's great. just something real about those two guys who are famously from boston playing people Good. who are from boston it feels more authentic like, it, it does it feels super authentic and i think that that's the thing about really when either of those two guys matt or or ben but, you know, let's talk about Ben because that's what the show's about. When Ben portrays a guy from Boston, it feels 
it, it feels realer than most things. And I get it. it. You're not, you're not digging too deep. Like you, you've been born and raised there. It's what you know, but I, I've seen other people play roles where they're portraying people from where, like where they're from. And it doesn't feel as authentic for whatever reason, him in Boston feels right. He's from Boston. Yeah. But I'm saying he's better than other people that are doing similar things. I, I, I agree with that. And it's like, it also goes back to like the accent. Like if, Accents in movies, I feel like, I don't know, when you have British people in, like, American movies, they, they concentrate on doing, like, a non-British accent. And it's like, no, you know, the people from Britain do live in America. You can, like, you can have this. And I feel it it takes all of their acting power to do the accent, and it takes away from their actual performance to speak normally. Like, yeah. if, if you're doing a movie about Boston, it's a very unique accent. Some people find it annoying. When I see, see a movie that takes place in Boston, the accent's in it, I find myself, I talk like that for, like, two weeks just because, like, the movie's, <laughs> like, like fresh in my head. Yeah, and yeah. It pisses everybody off. But, like, Ben's from it. He can do it, so it works. Ben's, Ben's Boston accent is also... It sounds like a Boston accent, but it doesn't sound like a stereotypical Boston accent. Because it's like authentic. It's an actual Boston. Well, accent. I know it's, it's not. It, that's exact. It's not someone doing a parody of a Boston accent. Yeah, yeah. Like even that commercial with all of the Boston people about parking the cars when they had to self park. Yeah. What is it? John Krasinski, Chris Evans, and the chick from SNL. Um, like they're all like the over exaggerated. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Thank you. Nice. And they're all cool. uh, they're Thank they're you. all like accentuating and overacting their Boston accents for the purpose of the commercial. And I feel like that's how it always feels when you watch a movie from Boston, except when Ben's doing it and it just, it flows a little nicer. I, I, it feels like he's not trying too hard and that, that helps. Very good. Yeah. I mean, obviously Goodwill Hunting, not far on our list. It's two, three, four. I know, but like, I feel yeah. a shit. I have it at four because the top two. Like, I mean, in movie quality, probably, but it's a Matt Damon, Robin Williams movie to me. He wrote it though. I know. <laughs> But I just <laughs> go into the list thinking about movies that he wrote. Yeah. I went into it's the movie Ben Affleck like movies. Like it's all encompassing. I, you're, I I'm know. not saying you're wrong. <laughs> like, all right, I'm very curious. I hopefully, Joe, we had the same number one for like the ninth week in a row. I'm also I, hoping so. Corey, I'm really curious about your top two. I, I, I know. I think I know his top two. I'm just not sure about order. Okay. Okay. Without further ado, yes. Corey, what's my, your number two? My number two is Chasing Amy. Yeah, it is. I knew it. <laughs> okay. Not because it's his best movie, not because it is the best movie. It hits... All the Corey buttons. All the Corey buttons. And for me, I watched it at just... I it, I just watched it at the right time that it's just... It molded me. It molded what I thought about good movies and what I thought artistic movies can be. I've gone back and watched it again, and there are some really dumb rookie mistakes that Kevin Smith does in this. At one point, they're, when they're walking in the rain... You see the reflection of the guy with the cam- Kevin Smith with a camera, like walking next to them. And I'm like, how the fuck did you miss that, Kev? Like, what are you doing here? How did I miss um, that? I've seen this movie like three times. Watch it again when they're when they're doing the the rainy walk. You wa- you see you see Kevin Smith walking with a camera like in the reflection. Um, that being said, I I love the plot of this movie. I it's in the Jay and Silent Bob universe, which means it happens in New Jersey. It's written by Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is one of my favorite directors. I love this guy. Um, that would be the Askewiverse, right? 
Babe, that's what is that called. what they call it? Yes. I think that. Yeah, I didn't know there was right. a name for it, but yeah. that's fair. I mean, Ben Affleck plays the guy that Ben Affleck always plays. Um, he's the guy that draws the blunt man in chronic cartoons. He meets this girl named um, Amy. No. Okay. Amy <laughs> is Silent Bob's girl. Okay. Yeah, Amy's Silent Bob's girl. You hear chasing Amy oh, like what at is the end her of name? Silent Bob. Oh my god. I, uh, <sighs> Who does Joey Lauren Adams play in this movie? I'm looking it up. Alyssa? Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes, Alyssa. Um, he meets this girl, Alyssa. They become really good friends. He finds out that she's a lesbian, but he falls for her pretty hard. There's this... In, uh, the the quote that I, I did for my opening line is, is from that monologue where he, like, professes his love. And, yeah, it it it, it turns out that she, like, does have feelings for him and, like, reciprocates but for the first like 30 seconds after he does this long speech it's unrequited love where she like denies him and she like walks away and she goes away and like for whatever reason that just like it it just hit like an emo key for me that it just i i love this movie i i love the passion i think it ends it also ends in not a stereotypical happy ending type of way it ends the way it needs to it ends exactly the way it needs to though i just i've never seen it but i'm like reading the plot right it is it is not aged well like as no as a movie today there's no chance in hell anyone would let you make this no No, not even a little bit i'm reading it i'm like i'm like that's probably why it's not like streamed anywhere or yeah no 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 you have to you have to go search this out because it's not it's not okay with modern day uh political correctness not not that that's a bad thing necessarily it's just it would not be made today this would not get greenlit today um of the so in every Jay and Silent Bob movie where Jay and Silent Bob appear, Silent Bob always has a speech in it. Always has like one set of lines that he gives. And this is the this best is, one. This is, in my opinion, the yeah. best one. Because it's not just like in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, he talks about how he's he has like the legal right to the Blunt Man and Chronic thing and like the Blunt Man and Chronic movie isn't okay. Right? And it's it's funny and it's cool. But it doesn't mean anything. Wait, where that, this is that what he says in James Hobbob? I thought James Hobbob his line is the side. Yeah, he's on screams, the back of yeah. the truck. <laughs> he does. Said, but he also Hollywood. You yes. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he, he does that too. But he also he also uh, rips into Ben Affleck on the movie. Oh set. yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. He does do that. Yeah, too. he does. Yeah, he does both. Uh, but for this one, when he does chasing Amy, like it starts really low, and then kind of builds up to like this really big story. It's really great. The only issue I have with that speech, though, is that it's literally just the plot of the movie. There's no difference yeah. between the plot of this movie and what he says. But it still is just really moving. And and seeing Kevin Smith... Kevin Smith acting is, is, is better than I think he gives himself credit for, which is why he became Silent Bob in the first place. Because he's pretty good at it. Um, yeah, it, it, Chasing Amy is, is is in my top two, again... Entirely because it's 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 for me. It's not because I think it's Ben Affleck's best work. Agreed. Yeah, it was really one of the hope. movies I wrote down that I've seen, and I was just like, I bet you this is high on Corey's list. I thought it might be in contention for your number one. I'm glad it's not because we might have the same number one. I really we hope all three of us I'm, have the same number one. I'm thinking one. we all do, and and it was it was I was considering it for number one, but no fucking way in hell could it beat out my number one. I'm going to be so it, it sad if we don't have the same number one. Same. <laughs> well. Ladies and gentlemen, let's find out if we all have the same all number right. one movie. Do we want to do it at the same time? 
Nah, I'm afraid. And three, two, nah. one. No. All right. <laughs> Let's just let Joe tell us what all of our number one movies is. Joe? All right, guys. Our number one movie collectively on Five Movie Madness is Geely, right? Yes. Oh, that's oh my god. No, it's a it's a hundred percent the town. Thank it's the Christ, town. Thank it's you. the fucking town. <laughs> Finally, it's the town. Yes, we it's all did town. it. Ugh. <laughs> there was no doubt in my mind going into this Same. list. I wrote that down on Friday. I put Ben Affleck won the town. I was like, I was like, I could, I could figure out the rest of my I list really later. I know to this is the number one because I love this movie. But I, I have didn't have time. I've never seen it until we really? set this topic, and I watched it. And I'm like, this is one of the best movies I've seen in the last twenty years. Wait, yeah, wait, great. wait. You watched a town for the first time yeah. this week? Holy wow, shit. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Two no, weeks ago. No, you know what? I'm going to stop talking because I want to hear how much you love the town having watched it for the first time Please. ever. Yeah. It's incredible. It, he, he's insane in it. First of all, it's like a top five heist movie. It truly is. Yep. They, they nail every aspect of that. The fact that that stat that they put up about bank robbers coming from Charleston is 1,000% accurate. I have never knew. I've never known that. Um, Again, ben- did you pause the movie immediately to go check that yeah. stat? Because I did. Yeah, exactly. Because um, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. Yes, right? it is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, ben Affleck also directed this one, and I feel this is the movie he put the most amount of effort into. Like because it's a Boston movie that's on hundred percent him, and he wanted to make sure he got every aspect correct in it. Jeremy Jeremy Renner is incredible yeah, in this. He got nominated for best supporting. Did not win. This is no. But he's my favorite, his- he's my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, he's my favorite character in the movie too. John um, Hamm as the cop. John Hamm as the cop is really good. Blake Lively is is a close is like a close third. She's for my she's okay in it. When she's I read, fine. when I read she was in it, I thought she was going to be the love interest. I'm glad it wasn't her. She kind she, of is a little bit. I kind of like the way. Of. Yeah, I mean, I I like the way that she's like a, a again unrequited love interest, right? Like she wants to be with him so bad and she won't be right. Je- but Jeremy Renner is. It is fucking phenomenal. the The fact that he didn't win Best Supporting Actor for this, I think, is a crime. I don't, I don't know, know who he went up. Who he went up against? Yeah, I don't know uh, who he went up against, and like, I might regret saying that. But man, just the <laughs> fact that like it's a heist movie where a a robber like it sounds kind of corny where somebody that performs the heist in a mask would be a, a, a love interest with one of the hostages later on. Because, like, I don't know, man. I feel like you would recognize the voice because he doesn't hide it at all. But it's it, it, it's it's weird in that respect. Like, going into it, I thought this was going to be kind of corny. But it, like, really works. It's really now, well done. I always chalk it up to the fact that she's not from Boston. So every Boston voice sounds like a Boston voice. You know what I mean? Well, like, if she was, like, born and raised in Boston, she might be able to pick it out a little better. But if you're not, like, you're just like, oh, it's just, the guy had a Boston accent. He sounds oh, funny. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> oh, thanks, son. Let me go help park your car. Like, what are you going to do here? I've, like, <laughs> I've never been in the situation she's been put in. I, I've had had a gun pulled, like, not on me directly. It's a really weird story. I could tell it if you want. It's kind of stupid. But, um. So that's up to you. I remember that guy's voice. Like. So I was on a subway car after a Yankee game once, and it was a crowded subway car, and a guy pulled a gun out and wanted everybody to sing happy birthday to him. Did like, it they do it? Yeah, we all sang happy birthday, and then he got off at the and next put- stop. <laughs> all right. It was kind of crazy. Fucking, that is fucking, crazy. The fucking 2-3 line is wild, man. I don't take the 2 or the 3 ever. It was the D train, oh. bud. But, uh, <laughs> oh, you took the D? Yeah. Oh. Walk a block past Macy's. Table. I'm trying to let all these jokes go. 
Anyway. The two or three line is the one like right next to Yankee Stadium. Well, you take the D to 161st Street and you just walk right there. It's the orange right. line. You t- you take the two or three from Penn, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is our New York City minute. Yeah, right. It's the only I've mass. Been there for a while. It's the only New York City mass transit I know. <laughs> is how to get to Yankee Stadium. Anyway, um, yeah. So the, the town's freaking incredible. It's, I, it's going to be in my rotation. I'm probably going to watch that movie. Like, are you going to buy it on Blu-ray? I yeah, absolutely. How much do you think it costs? Ooh, that's a good question. Corey, how much do you think it costs? Uh, this one costs eleven ninety nine. I think it's still a good enough movie where it's still going to pull in some dollars. I can't give you the eBay price because that's just not fair. No, that's not. No. That's Eight, subjective. Eight thirty nine from Target. Okay. Ten thirty nine. That's a little lower than I expected. Ten thirty nine from Walmart. More. You can get it I was going Walmart pricing. $0.99 cents off eBay. Wow. What? I mean, that's a steal. You should order on I, eBay. I, I would, or I, I don't know. I don't know if I would trust it. Like I don't know. I, 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 well, it's ninety nine cents. If I'm not paying shipping, yeah, is true. it sealed? Because it if be. it's sealed, you order that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a uh, steal. Do you guys? I, I don't know. I mean, this was a really random moment, but a, a couple of months ago, I was texting you guys about watching a whole bunch of movies while, while my wife was at work. And I watched Moneyball. It started because I was watching Moneyball. And I was like, guys, I'm watching Moneyball. And I moved right into the – Moneyball ended and I started watching The Town. Like, it was just such an easy transition for me. I was like, yeah, this is right. And Pam came in in the third act of The Town. She's like, did you really watch this without me? I was like, you weren't home. And she was like, yeah, but I would have watched it. I was like, I, we still can. I'll go back to the beginning we'll and watch it, it again. We start it right now. I'll restart this bitch right now. I haven't seen the ending yet. Whose car are we taking? <laughs> so good! Oh my god, that's oh, such that's a great scene. That's that's an such ultimate a, bro moment. Yo, it's such an underrated scene in the movie. Like it happens. I don't think it's underrated. I think everyone knows that scene is awesome. No, I get that, but I feel like it just happens so fast. Like in real time, you oh, like it's miss underspoken. it. Like yeah. it's underemphasized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and fair. then like when you go back and watch it again, knowing what's happening, you you just get so fucking amped for it. I love that moment. I love when Jeremy Renner interrupts her lunch. And Ben Affleck has to think on his feet and like clap the back of his neck oh, when tattoo. he gets up. Yeah, yeah. The tattoo. So well done. And um, Fenway Park being included in the heist, and they but they calling it baseball's cathedral. I mean, uh, Boston's cathedral. Love that line in it. So good. And I wish I knew if that was like an inside joke amongst people who live in Boston. I feel like it might be. It, it's possible. Maybe, but it's just like. It's they, they, they call it Boston's Cathedral, and then literally the next thing you see is a sign for Fenway Park. So, like, that's, like, badass. And the fact that, like, just, like, um, when, when Ben Affleck's kind of going soft and, like, and, like, not planning jobs as much as he should, like, as he should, and then um, Jeremy Renner's, like, they get into that argument where he's, like, let's let's rob the next one. He's, like, no, I don't like the guard. He's And he's, like, breaking it down why he doesn't want to do the job. You're, like, wow, he's actually put a lot of thought into this. He's, like, <laughs> and then it turns out he's right. Yeah, yeah, thousand percent right. So good. Love this yeah. movie. I think that the only, I mean, it's not a, it, it's such a, it's, it's so fucking good. So I don't want to say anything bad about the movie. I, I feel like it's just such like a weird paper thin reason that they didn't get away with it. Like they just, I mean, they were getting close to the guys. Like there's no argument. They were getting really close to the guys, but. The fact that, like, it just happened to be because he had a fight with Blake Lively's character, so she runs to, like, so she gets into an accident, so John Hamm goes and, like, squeezes it out of her. Like, the timing is just like, ugh. 
Yeah, it's well, so close to not being an issue that magic. it's like sad. Yeah. I know, I get it. It's just, I guess I almost wanted them to get away with it. Well, but well, yeah, kind of. Jeremy Renner, he like, definitely does. Had to go down the way he went down. I feel yeah. like that just completes his that's character. Very arc. fitting. I, yeah, I think that, that's definitely the way that the character arc needed to end. And, but like. The whole crew dies except for him, and that sucks. Oh, I love the one guy that was like, uh, uh, I forget the line, but he's the driver. Yeah, I've done it. You've done it for me. I'll do it for you now, or something along it's, those lines. They got a real say. brotherhood going on, yeah. and it's like it's really cool when people. I shouldn't say this. It's really cool in movies when people do something reprehensible, but you're rooting for them to get away. Anyway, like I don't know about you guys. That's I'm an not, achievement. I'm not a sick person, but every time I watch Silence of the Lambs, I'm like, yeah, get him, Lecter. Like, I, <laughs> I want him to escape because I like the I'm, character I'm so much. <laughs> as long as you're not rooting for Buffalo Bill. No, I'm not rooting for Buffalo Bill. But, like, as long as you're not rooting for Buffalo Bill, I think we're okay. You know what? Um, Hannibal Lecter ordering a second dinner? Maybe. You know what? That's a little odd. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's yeah, pump the brakes not... a little bit here. <laughs> kind of deserve the, the... it. Those guys definitely die from their own stupidity. Whereas, uh, this is it. It's weird again that like they were the 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 heists are definitely coming in such quick succession that like I don't understand how they didn't think it was gonna get they were gonna get pinched like a week after hubris barely getting away they have to go and rob Fenway. Well, that one they couldn't back out of. Yeah, that was, I get that, that was but, Fergie being kind of a jerk. Yeah, yeah, but don't you think he's been in the game long enough to know, like, like wait off for the heat to die down a little bit and then go into it? Like, I don't know I, that he cares. No, I, I guess not. He's got to strike like, he while the get, window's open. It's I not going to come back to him. So. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a, all, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad he got his comeuppance, too. That was, that oh, was yeah. satisfying. As, that was so satisfying. Another thing really well done in this is the fact that... um. I wish I... What's the character's name? Who's the main female uh, love interest? Claire? Claire. Claire. Rebecca Hall? He... All right, so when... After everything's done, and, like, Claire's with the FBI, and they're trying to get Ben back there, Ben knows, right? He's, like, watching this, like, all play out, and he calls her up anyway just to know where Claire is at. And the fact that, like, Claire kind of, like, gives in at the end and says that, like, code word or whatever... Ben just has a smile on his face. Like, he knows he's not going back there. He knows he's not going to meet up with Claire, like, later on. He just wants to know if, like, he could have trusted her. Exactly. And it it doesn't matter uh, about anything, because he could just, like, leave right then and there, and no one would be uh, Mm -hmm. any the wiser. But Claire put laid it all on the line anyway. John Hamm knows, but can't prove it. So, like, I love that aspect of it. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, I I agree. I think that that's... Again, really moving, really powerful line in the movie where, you know, you're you're laying it out there because if the John Hamm's not dumb, right? He's proven throughout the course of this movie that he's he knows sharp exactly as a what's wet. going on. Yeah, he knows he knows the minute that she said that that that's some sort of weird like opposite day type code, but he can't do anything about it. And like, fuck, that sucks for him. But at the same time, good. I I I'm not. I'm not rooting for John Hamm to fail necessarily, but I'm definitely not rooting for him to win. I mean, you're rooting I'm always... for Doug, I would imagine, how this movie is framed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm a heist, I'm a heist movie guy. Yeah. Like, I always want the heist to succeed. It's so. a, there, there's, there's a fun version of this movie where 
Doug McRae is a bad listener and doesn't remember the secret code and it just shows up. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Sunshine? <laughs> what does that even mean? Ah, I'll be there in five. <laughs> ah, why not? Fuck it. Jeez. So, yeah, I'm I'm really happy that that was all of our number ones. Good. I, I don't think I was super concerned. I was fairly confident it was going to be all of our number ones, but... I wasn't always sure. That, but... There was always that little bit. Did you just say my name? Like, I was going to be the one to not put it at number one? I was about to. <laughs> Come on now. I can never tell with you, man. You're not wrong, but there are some that are just too obvious. I was worried Chasing this Amy one was going to be your one. No. Right. No, and no, I mean, again. You're going to pull I, I draws will, on us. I'll, I'll wax poetic about Chasing Amy for hours, but the fact of the matter is, is there, there's, no, there's no reality that I can look at where I think that Chasing Amy is Deserves to be number one over the town. Like on that we quiet can agree. Quiet place in Jaws. Okay, great. Anyway, <laughs> like what? Quiet place in Jaws. Okay. At least a quiet place is close. Yeah, no, a quiet place is is. I'd rather watch a quiet place. Than that Jaws. is. Okay, that was last. That's week. not what we're here for, gentlemen. No, That's a. <laughs> last week and we we did this already. I don't know what to tell you. You guys already went three rounds. <laughs> All right, so. With the conclusion of our top five list, bubbles. we are now oh, yeah, bubbles. going into bubbles. Yes, bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. Um, Joe, bubbles. My bubbles, I mentioned The Way Back, and my other one was the movie that I finally watched for this, which is Armageddon. That is my only bubble for this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Armageddon nice. good. It's, in, it's, it's fine. It's enjoyable. The fact that it's, it's two enjoyable. and a half hours blew my mind. It's really long. Why did it's they so make it this long? long? It is <laughs> so long. It's good. Definitely though. one of the reasons. Definitely one of the reasons it didn't. It didn't make my list or my bubbles is that it's just. I. I it's so. It's so long for what it There's is. So much weird stuff. It's the Steve Buscemi stuff that kind of takes me out of it. Rockhound. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. On the on on during the mission at the end, I'm like, ah, this is adding the runtime that I don't need. We definitely don't need it. Um, There's not enough my, drama. Yeah. Matt, you just said your only bubble was Armageddon, right? Yes, sir. All right. My bubbles were the account in which we talked about. And the only other movie that I I wanted this on my list so bad uh, was Boiler Room. Okay. okay. He is yeah, that's what I thought. such a small role in this movie. One scene. <laughs> uh, it's a couple of times, though. He does like that same scene like two times, two or three times. But... And then we're then they're at that is house on Long Island, out east on Long Island once. So he's like in like three, four scenes. Such a small role. Easily my favorite mo- parts in the movie, though. Fair. When he comes in and gives and gives his like, this is why you need to work here. His Glengarry and, Glenn Ross speech. Yes. Yeah, his Glengarry Glenn Ross speech. And it, well, that's actually his second one. The first one is money. Um, Money's the root of all money, evil. Or, no, whoever says money can't buy happiness. Yeah. Look at doesn't me. Doesn't have any. Smiling, baby, ear to ear. Yeah. Best part, I'm all liquid. Yeah, he he just essentially explains the job and the upside to the job, and then the second scene he's in is the Glengarry Glen Ross. You know, you ask a closing questions, like the answer's wrong. Um, and then the house on Long Island. I those scenes are phenomenal. If you're in sales, watch those scenes, man, because you'll get fucking jazzed. If I I watched the Wolf of Wall Street. Fairly recently, and I don't think any of like the s- reason, like reason to go into stockbroker sales stuff in that movie gets me as jazzed as like the sales talks that Ben Affleck does in Boiler Room. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fun movie. That makes sense. All right, and before we do that, small shout out: it's not a great movie, 
but Batman v Superman. I wanted to rewatch for this because he's so good in it. Yeah, it's uh, we were Matt talked earlier about like how he's gotten like a bad rap. I think he might be my favorite Batman so far. I Ooh. am really upset that we're. I'm really upset we're not going to get a, his own Batman movie. I'm so upset about it. Like I want, I want, I want Batfleck. I want more Batfleck. I don't Same. feel like he got his fair shake. Well, you're gonna get the Between... Snyder cut coming out in a couple of weeks. There we go. Ten that'll, days. that'll scratch that itch. You know I what? Guess... Let's say that's why we're doing this episode. Hey. For after. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Like, we can edit it. We can edit around. Yeah. Like I, I'm. You know, the fact that he chose to step away because the DCEU is a mess sucks. Because I really, really wish we could have at least gotten one... Solo Ben Affleck movie. Solo Ben Affleck Batman movie. The fact that his one Batman movie was him versus Superman is... uh, It's just not a good idea. And for such a trash movie, he is really fucking good at Batman. He is. Justice League, not not great. He's still really good as Batman, though. Not good movies, not his fault. Exactly. Not good movies, he's not the, his he's fault. He's the border, probably the best parts of those movies. Definitely. Like you can say, Wonder Woman and BVS is the best part, but I he's would. there a lot longer than she is. Yeah, well, she he's. That's a cool reveal. The Wonder character. Woman thing's a cool reveal. Like, yeah, the reveal but... we all knew was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. For yeah, absolutely. But yeah, fair enough. All right, I'm sorry all right. for holding us up. Okay. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. We're running long though, so let's uh. Let's start talking some madness. I think so. Let's start talking madness, folks. We have revealed our top five list. We are now going to go to the infamous Wheel of Destiny that is on Matt's phone. He's going to spin the wheel at least five times. And thank you. He's going to spin the wheel at least five times. We are going and that is going to say a name and a number. If that name and number comes up, that movie makes our our final list. We each have the right to veto one time, if we veto, that movie gets removed, unless that movie is protected. Each of us, before the show, wrote down our personal protected picks, and if you veto one of those protects, the movie stays, and you lose your power to veto. With that, let's uh, let's find out the top five movies. On the edge of my seat. First spin. In no, in no particular order. Matt's number four. That was the way back. I'm fine with that. I I can't imagine it's a bad movie, so I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna veto it. Okay. Actually, let me just uh, think my volume went off. All right, cool. Next spin. Yeah, it did. <laughs> At the end. Corey five. Veto. What was it though? Smoke, smoke, smoke and aces. aces. Oh, okay, that's fair. I'm not gonna let you guys waste a veto on it. I'm I'm vetoing okay. it. Fun as hell, but it's not. It's not gonna be on this list. Next up. Yeah, I'll veto my own movie. Wildcard bitches. Joe three. That's Gone that's Girl. What it, I, that's what it is. Jump. Joe's three. Yep. Gone Girl. Fine with it. Also fine with it. Corey cannot veto. I wouldn't have stopped it. It's on my list, so I'm good with it. Matt, Matt four. four. We did that. It's the way back. Next spin. Oh, yeah, right. Joe won the Joe town. Joe won the town. Made Great. it, baby. We got it. Awesome. 
Wonderful. Wait, do I want to be... <laughs> okay. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> two more to go. See if we can get it in two spins. That'd be nice. Joe 2. Shit. Argo. Fine. Damn it. Okay. Man, I really want Goodwill Hunting to make this list. <laughs> Come on, Chase and Eamon. Yeah, I'm assuming that's your protect, Corey, but we'll find out if it comes up. <laughs> if that happens, we're not getting Goodwill Hunting. Corey won. The town, spin again. I was worried. Matt, five. Did we do that already? That's dazed and confused. Oh, okay. I'll veto. Okay. <laughs> per- <laughs> perfectly fair. All right. There's only one I'm more. D- I'm doing this for you. There's only one more I'd, I would, well, two more I would veto, but one's not going to yeah. matter. Matt, two. Yeah, good, good one hunting. hunting. We yep. got it. Sweet. Pays off. Done. That's all five? That's all five. All right. What's our five? Like, what What five do we have? The Town, Argo, The Way Back, Gone Girl, Goodwill Hunting. All right, four out of my five made the made the list. Not bad. Yeah, I went through for four. One of my five. Uh, no, two. Two of my five. Yep. Three. No. Three. Yeah, I was about to say, we have a lot of commonality on this list. We do, we do. I feel this is a pretty straightforward list, boys. Uh, depends on where you want the way back to go. Well, the town Five. is number one. Let's start. <laughs> let's start the easy one. All right, yeah. Yeah, the town's number one. I'm willing to let Goodwill Hunting go up to two. It should. It's the only other two, three, four. Full commonality I don't, I don't, we have. I don't think all of us have. Well, do we all? Gone girl. I don't have. No, no, no. We, we all don't yeah. have Argo, right? No. No. Okay. So the town yeah, one, I'm, Goodwill I'm, Hunting two. Fine yep. with that. And then we have, you have Gone Girl at, it's a Joe 3, Corey 4. I have Argo at 3. Joe, you have it at 2. I mean, I guess Argo has to go, has to go right, up. So Argo, yeah. Gone Girl, and then the at 4, way, and then the way back, back at 5. Yeah. That was. That's, that's the way that should go, really. That's, there's no issues here yeah. whatsoever. Same. I mean, except for the fact that chasing Amy didn't get hit the wheel spin. I mean, that's, that's really. The well, I mean, we we can't we can't control that. I we can't control that. But, you could have you know. waited five seconds for me to veto smoking aces and then <laughs> <laughs> use your veto for the way back. Yeah, but what am I going? Uh, uh, that would have been fucked. I, I honestly I wouldn't have used it for the way back anyways. I know you like that. I I, I trust the fact that that's a good enough movie that that should be okay. on this list. So. And the only movie I was going to veto was definitely Protected. So, was it Chasing Amy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My Protect was definitely Chasing Amy. Yeah, mine was The Town because mine was also The Town. <laughs> Just under some weird world that I fucking veto it. Oh my god, guys! I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know. care about the other four that much. I there's <laughs> for this list, I pick one. I'm like, I want this on the list, and it was yeah, definitely same. The Town. That's so. what that, this is one of those yeah. weeks for me. It was yeah. just like I, I only care about The Town making it. Everything else. I'll live. Yep. I I wanted I wanted chasing Amy on the list so bad that that's why I protected it because I had very few doubts that it wasn't at le- the town wasn't at least going to make all of our lists. Mm-hmm. You know, it was going at five if it made the list, right? Chasing, chasing Amy? Amy. Yeah. It almost certainly was going so. at five. <laughs> Way back was only on one list, right? Yeah. It probably should have went ahead of. The, I would have let it slide. Like, Corey's never seen the Way Back. I Oh, you've seen both, five. so that's a yeah, fair vote. It's not like I've never seen Nightmare before uh, on Elm Street, therefore the other one's better. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's I think that's a logical line of reasoning. That's not that's a logical line. You should abstain from that. That's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> do you want me? Can't when there's only three of yes, us. Yes, you can. Perfectly fair. Cut. Well, then what do we do? Well, if it was Nightmare was three and then Predator was three, perfectly fine. Okay, we're at a true stalemate. But the fact that it was your five, I feel that's on you for not putting it higher. I really do. Oh my god, that's you're... yeah. <laughs> We've we've expanded the scope of this. Yeah, we don't need to talk about this anymore. Take um, out trick or treat, bud. That's it. <laughs> get out of here. Swap them. <laughs> uh, that is. Oh, uh, we actually need to run down what our actual top oh, yeah, five Ben true. Affleck movies are. Matt, would you like to do the honors? Hit us with Certainly. That sweet, sweet list. Number five, The Way Back. Number four, Gone Girl. Number three, Argo. Fuck yourself. Number two. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting, and number one, The Town. I said the fuck yourself because it's a part of the movie, Corey. I don't know if you remember it. Not not that we don't like oh, yeah. all of you exactly. listening out there. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm that sorry. <laughs> Again, I don't remember enough about that movie, okay. but now that you say yeah. that, it does ring a bell. Yeah, it's an Alan Arkin line <laughs> where they're like, what's Argo? He's like, Argo? Argo, fuck yourself. This might be my favorite, like, how the list turned out of any episode so far. Like, I think I agree with this list the most of any one we've done so far. Solid. There's definitely... Nah, 2020. I loved... I, I thought 2020 was fucking the perfect list. I'd have to go back and look, but this yeah, is same. solid for sure. This is very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm def- I'm not mad about it. We're at it. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's uh, this is our social media plug time. If you want to... Send us a list with your top five Ben Affleck movies, or if you want to send an email telling us what you've been watching, or if you have a suggestion for the show, you can email any of those things to us uh, at fivemoviemadness at gmail.com. That's five with the number five. You can use that same tag, fivemoviemadness, on Twitter and tweet any of that information to us. We are very responsive on either of those two things. I'm also on Twitter at MR underscore Janny, Matt Jansen. Um, find me, talk movies, talk sports, whatever you want to do. I talk all things nerdy, all things movie, all things sporty at I am City Folk Soul on Twitter. I'll just echo all those sentiments and also sorry I forgot to do this in the last episode. No worries. But uh, I'm I'm at Juice Clerk. <laughs> I love your name. I love your Twitter handle. Thanks, buddy. I want to get a new one. I need to change my Twitter handle. It's just too confusing for people. With that being said, next week we will be running down our top five baseball movies hell yeah i'm very excited about it's gonna be so hard to do i'm all done i'm ready to go are you yeah. really damn what's your list sneak preview no i'm kidding don't yeah, do that sneak preview just for us from all of us here to all of you guys out there thank you so much for listening my name is cory and i hope you have a lovely week bye guys bye cory bye